Hi, welcome to Convos with the Euros. I'm Daniel. And I'm Carla. We are a married couple sharing weekly conversations about God, family, ministry, and everything in between. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Convos with the Euros. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're so glad that you're joining us. Yes. Carla, what's, what, what are we talking about today? So today we're going to be talking about something that has been in headlines for the last couple of weeks here. It has been a huge topic of conversation, mm-hmm. and that is the whole Roe versus Wade or the abortion issue and in America. And let me tell you something about our country, our amazing country that we live in. <laughs> Is like we really like the world is looking at the United States right now to kind of see what is happening. Yeah, you what know, to do. Kind of like, you know, the our country, I feel like, tends to lead the way in a lot of issues that are happening. And mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people look to, you know, people's reactions here. And so this has been such a huge topic. There has been all kinds of protests going on. So we wanted to talk about it brings a, a Christian perspective to the conversation. And we also wanted to um, really like dive into the subject because yes. I think there might be even some Christians who have no idea or don't have like a full idea of what Roe versus Wade is about and what the whole abortion issue is about. Um, and so we just wanted to bring some clarity to that, bring mm-hmm. a perspective to that and um, just have like a, like a real, you know, down to earth conversation about it. Yeah, this is not an episode of damnation or anything like that. This is just, you know, we want to um, we want to talk about the perspective that, that we uh, look at it from um, from yeah. a biblical standpoint. Yeah. So what what is Roe versus Wade? So we did some research on Roe versus Wade, and it really comes out to a Supreme Court decision that I think was made back in the seventies. Don't quote me. Yeah, it was seventy three. Yeah. So basically, there was a mom in Texas who wanted to have an abortion, but apparently at the time, abortions were only allowed if it was an emergency case, yeah, an emergent to case. save mm-hmm. the mother's life. So this mom decides to take up the case to the Supreme Court, where um, she ends up pretty much winning that case and the Supreme Court ruled that I think abortions, I think up to the, like the first trimester was completely legal. The second trimester was, you know, in certain cases, yeah, something like that. And then third trimester, you don't, you don't do that. So, um, a lot of people really were unhappy with this decision because they felt like it was judicial activism, basically like, okay, the court is not being, um, kind of unbiased on this or they're trying to be activists or trying to change some like like yeah, there was an agenda behind right, it right and so it, it's really been such a huge issue for the last couple of decades i think a major issue for the last couple of decades because um and, and not just you know i i think it's just affected the world i think it was a, pre- a precedent for a lot of things big time like it set a standard um for not just <laughs> If I can, like, you know, be as so bold as to say it set a standard for an appreciation of life or depreciation of life, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like people just kind of throwing things away. I know that sounds so vulgar, like throwing things away. But the this this beauty in 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 birthing life, you're kind of just tossing it to the side. And it really did. I like what you said. It set a precedent for kind of uh, uh, how people just will go about life from from there on out. And we see. a Yeah seen a big decline and and not quality of life but appreciation of life 
Yeah, and and that leads us also to this topic of the sanctity of life. So we'll come off the bat, you know, right off the bat and come to the gate to saying we do not agree with abortion. Now, yes. is this to say that if you have an abortion, God will never forgive you and that you are um, an unworthy human being? Honestly, right, no. uh, an abortion is a very serious thing. And mm-hmm. I think it comes with consequences that sometimes I think are, are kind of they try to throw under the rug, but it comes with a lot of um a lot of uh, consequences. I think health-wise, it, I think they're dangerous. I, I find them dangerous. Coming from a medical professional. I am a nurse. Um, I've, I I just, I don't know. I find them kind of dangerous, just the way they go about things, just like that. I don't know. I just, I think they're risky. I'm not going to get super into it. But mm-hmm. um, I also, like, we, that brings us into the topic of the sanctity of life. And again, like, if you've had an abortion, we don't want you to feel like, you're hated or you, you know, you can never, mm-hmm. you know, come into a church. Like, um, no, like I think there is forgiveness and restoration Amen. because like that's, I said, that's true. I think there's a huge amount of consequences that come. And, and I want to be so sensitive about this with an abortion, like emotionally, spiritually, spiritually, all of it. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't, you know, a lot of people are, you know, so pro life and, and are aggressively pro life. But I, I just, I've yet to hear the story of a woman who has gone through an abortion and thinks it was like a happy affair. Mm-hmm. It is not like, it's a very difficult thing yep. to, to go through. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just mean, you know, my heart goes out to people that made that decision. And then, you know, it, it, it hasn't, you know, it yielded some difficult moments in yeah. their life. Um, I'm sure there's regret. I'm sure there's emotional pain, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that comes along with that. And I mean, that stuff you can't, I don't know. You can't just you can't you don't drink that away. You know, you can't you can't smoke that away. You can't um, you can't really pray that away. Sometimes those are pains that 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 it'll stay with you for a long yeah. time. And I think though pro-life groups try to paint abortions as a good thing, as in like, well, if this child was born into a poor household or into, you know, like born to a woman who really didn't have the means to give this child an amazing life that that somehow justifies the ending of this child's right. life, which, you know, we are, I mean, I, I am, I am very pro-life to the point, you know, I don't think it's ever a good circumstance to rid, get rid of that child. Um, I, I just think it's playing God to an extent. And mm. um, I think that's a very dangerous thing when we can start deciding what has value and what doesn't life mm, is life. Mm-hmm. And if we start assigning value to what does and what doesn't, it's almost like, we're putting ourselves in a position we were never meant to have. Mm-hmm. I cannot decide who has value and who doesn't. And just because we're calling that, that, you know, child inside a woman's belly, a clump of sale, a clump of cells. cells yeah. It's almost like we are saying they have no value because they can't, you know, it's almost like at what point do they begin to have value right. inside their right. mother's womb? And a lot of people are like, well, they start having value when they have a heartbeat. They are electrical impulses very early in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. There might not be a fully formed heart, but a heart, you know, there is a, a there is already, um, what, what would I say, like cellular material mm-hmm. of what's going to be a heart. It's already become. cellular material of what is going to be a brain. So it's almost like, oh, and then people say, well, they, they don't have, they can't think yet. They don't have consciousness. But children inside their mother's womb react to even the way their mothers are feeling. Mm-hmm. And they even say, um, they even bring up the argument um, that the baby is uh, not self-sustaining, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah, that, that is not self-sustaining, but neither is um, 
neither is a baby that's fresh out the womb. Um, that's good. I mean, baby that's fresh out the womb is not, it needs the mother to and survive. And they can't speak. I mean, like, like we really can use that argument of, and again, it's not meant to be argumentative. We're just really bringing up like our perspective and, right. but like, you know, like you said, they bring up that argument of like, well, a child cannot sustain themselves or, you know, they're, they're, they're not a fully functioning being what newborn is a newborn is still not completely. I know um, some 20 year olds that are not get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but let me, let me tell you, like, if we think that way, like a child, a newborn is not completely neurologically, um, developed. They're still not like we were, I remember we went to, uh, we went out with our, um, my, our nephew and our niece and my sister-in-law and Mm -hmm. she was talking about like how she was worried because of the heat, because her, um, nine month old, you know, baby still can't regulate their temperature. And so they can get very overheated and we're in Florida and we're going to be outside all day. And she was just thinking like she was going to need a fan or something to mist, um, the baby with. And, you know, it even brought me to the point of like, even at nine months old, that child is completely not developed. They're still developing teeth, the ability Mm -hmm. of, um, sorry ability to Hmm. walk there we go so um it's almost like if we can start choosing when life matters then where's the line where's the line where's the difference and why can't you end the life of a nine-month-old the same reason that we shouldn't be ending the life of someone who's been in the womb for two weeks Mm -hmm. it's still a human being it is a stage of development i i saw a quote somewhere and and honestly i wish i did a little more research when i saw it but it said you know america the place where, um, in some states, animals have more rights than than unborn babies do. No, that's sad, Carla. That is sad because it's almost like as human beings, we we are taking it upon ourselves to you know what who gets to have right. You're saying value. assigning value. Value that was so good. Yeah, and then that also you know I saw a video the other day. Um, it was an African American senator. Um, so it was, I, I don't know, it was like some kind of committee or hearing or something like that. And it was a, around this issue of abortion mm-hmm. and there was a, a female, um, at the head of it. And I just don't have all the details, but, um, of the name of people's names and stuff. But, um, the, the woman at the head of it was yeah. talking about like, you know, why abortion is good in her eyes. Why? Because like, if there's a child that's going to be born into a situation where it's going to be an impoverished mother trying to raise this, raise this child, it's not, that child is not going to have a great life. And then a senator and he was african-american um kind of spoke after her and said just a simple sentence he was like well i was raised by an impoverished african-american mother and i'm really happy to be here as a united states senator mm. you know in other words saying just because like that's not an excuse to say right. to end a life because oh because Look they're, not, they're become. not going to have money they're not going to have the perfect life mm-hmm. you you just cannot predict things like that right you cannot predict what this human's life is going to look because of the situation the mother is currently in. Mm-hmm. Just like for this African-American senator who said, oh, well, I'm glad I wasn't aborted because I ended up in, you know, an amazing position, very successful. Yep. So it's it's to say we can't just end a life mm-hmm. because we we are predicting what that life will look like. We don't know. We really don't know. It's so, it's so good. Um, and I remember being in high school um, and we actually in our speech class did a... They, they, we had to speak about a controversial topic. I don't remember what I spoke about. I'm pretty sure I spoke about Christianity. Um, and I remember, uh, one girl chose to speak about, um, abortion and how, um, abortions are necessary. 
So I'm in freshman year of high school hearing this from another freshman or I think she was like a junior or something like that. And I'm like, what in the world is happening in, in this life? And we've gone so far from that. But um, it, it's crazy to think that um, I, I don't want to say indoctrinating, but the the kids that are growing up now are growing up with with uh, abortion being an, a normality. And I love I love that there's people fighting against this because when it comes to like the homosexual lifestyle and, and all that stuff, kids are growing up that that's going to be a normality. It's going to be the normal. And now for a while there, kids were growing up that Roe versus Wade abortions. Oh, that's the normality. But and, no, now we're fighting against it. And, it, and it's a little um, scary to me because why can't we let kids be kids? Mm, you know, and, and I get in high school, you know, at that stage of life, you know, kids are really starting to. Uh, come up with their decisions and they're starting to um, understand the world around them and stuff like yeah. that. Like in high school, you, you're really able to discern those things. But I get worried, you know, when young children are, are being targeted with these, um, you know, things and these teachings and yep. stuff, because I, I have, I take issue with that. I think children just need to be children. Yeah. They um, need time to just grow. They need time to grow and develop. And yeah, so, so that's like a whole other topic that yeah. we can get into, but, <laughs> yeah. um, I did want to read a Bible verse, Daniel, Go ahead. because, um, it says in Genesis one twenty seven. so God created man in his own image mm-hmm. and the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And then Job 33, four says the spirit of God has made me and the breath of the almighty gives me life. Mm. And then the last one, Psalm 119, 73 says your hands made me and formed me. So I, I think there is a value that, that there is in a life, like an innate value. And I think that even the constitution speaks about that and just our rights. Um, it, it really is scary to me. Like we were just talking about when we can assign and, and, and DS, de- Deassign is not a word. I, I don't think that's a word. <laughs> On a sign. Value. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I couldn't think of it either. <laughs> right. um, but I, I think it's just scary when we can take value and put value like innately just mm-hmm. because we're human and we were created by God. There is value in that life. Mm, that's so good. That is so good. I think there are certain things like um, like that that God ordains. Um, and it's not, it's, I, I hear people say this all the time and, and we're, but we're coming at it from an honest to God Christian perspective. There are some things that God ordains, um, and the value of life is one of them. And that is not to be taken lightly. Um, I don't think so at all. Um, just like salvation is not to be taken lightly at all. Um, just like this grace that we are given is not to be taken lightly at all. Um, and I think it, it goes hand in hand. I know it's a, it's a bit of a weird, um, uh, not transition, but a weird comparison. But when it comes to just taking the life of anything in general, um, or not anything, but anyone in general, murder, suicide, whatever it is, I think there's an innate, um, uh, um, it's very dangerous um, when you're coming to to that, when you're resulting to murder or you're resulting to suicide or you're resulting to abortion, the taking of a life, like uh, get, stepping out of that, because that, it's not normal. It's I think it, it's damaging to anybody's uh, emotional state, uh, uh, physical state, spiritual state. It'll really take you out of proportion. Yeah, and it's and it's unnatural to take a life. Mm, and yeah. that's I, what I was trying to say. It's unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Thank you. No, but it is so unnatural to take a life, no matter what stage of life 
that life is in. Mm. And that, and I think that's what really this comes down to, like really um, understanding like how much God loves people that he formed us in our mother's womb. And I think I've mentioned this before. I remember being in school and they were talking about the process of pregnancy and I hadn't really ever studied that in depth, like the, the process of how a life is formed inside of a womb. It is absolutely to me mm-hmm. something that is so supernatural and so God ordained. And so I don't think it's a coincidence that there are Bible verses where it literally um, says, God, you form me and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Mm-hmm. There's there's this power behind pregnancy of another human being growing a life inside of them. There is something about it that is so innately wonderful and it and it's awe inspiring. Yep. It is supernatural. And so that that's another thing that that really um is so beautiful to me pregnancy like it's it's oh, really yeah. mm-hmm. like I, i'm telling you when i when i studied it and, and i and, and just how the cells are forming you're like how do these cells know what to do and the dna and like <laughs> the way it all comes together like how it is yeah, something it's an that art. is it, it is there's just something so wonderful about it and just you know I know this might sound harsh, but just to end that for the sake of convenience or what seems like convenience, um, it really is, it really scares me and it yeah. terrifies me because why, I mean, it's just, it's not that child's fault. Mm. You know, they, they didn't ask to come into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but every single human being has a purpose. Yes. They have value they they deserve to be here and to choose you know who gets to be here and who doesn't i just think that's that's something that's kind of dangerous um when we start thinking that way yeah um and then going off of uh, something that you said earlier in the in the episode um you said the assigning don't let someone else or or let, letting people assign the value of a thing um i really i really like that that was like really really good um because it, it doesn't just uh, coincide with, you know, the topic of abortion, but it coincides with you, like personally as, as, a, as a human, um, allowing others to um, assign your value, assign you your value. I don't think that's anything that we should be doing at all, um, whether it be uh, life unborn yet or, or, you know, someone in, late into their 40s or 50s or 60s. Um, your value should come from the Lord at all times. Um, no matter, no matter what it is that you're doing, no matter your, your circumstance, your value should, could, should come from God. And that'll, I mean, I'm not saying that's going to fix all your problems, but it's going to help in some way, allowing the Lord to assign you your value. And I think that that is something that it's not even just for this issue that our country is facing right now. I think this is something every human being, um, I pray would get to understand is like how much value God assigns you. I know we're all going to have moments when we feel like, you know, worthless or rejected or, um, like no one cares, but there is this value that this love that you have in the eyes of God. Mm. Like I, think sometimes as human beings we try to find our value and our worth and you know our monetary value our you know economic value and our social standing and the people the the value that people might assign to us in their lives all of these things that honestly are things that can come and go financial Mm -hmm. wealth comes and goes you know at any moment anyone can lose what they have it just i mean that's a reality even though it sounds like really negative but like (laughs) it's true it can happen any moment your health can come and go your um you know, 
things like that, your social standing, like those yep. are, those are things that, you know, can come and go. They're fleeting. Mm-hmm. They're not eternal, but those are an eternal source of value. And that is being a child of God. That is something that will never change. That is something that will never, ever go away. It is an eternal thing. And I think people need to, um, I really pray that people will get to understand like mm-hmm. how much value comes at the fact that you're a child of God, but it doesn't matter what anybody said about you or they when you know, when you didn't feel good enough or mistakes that you've made, mm. you're, you can be a child of God. You're a child of God. Yeah. And, and that is something that puts value on life. And so I think when we start trying to find value and you know, our career and our money and how much money we have or in our friends, we're going to come up empty handed mm, because those good. things can come and go. Right. But I am a child of God. And when I know who I am in his presence and I know what he has called me to do, I, I think that really changes the way we live our life. Like there's this book. I don't know if you remember, you remember Daniel, like the book we were reading called driven by eternity. Yeah. We were reading it together and just those first few chapters were really like they change the way you think mm-hmm. um yeah, and I'm, it's a book by uh john bevere if we if you know i'll if i remember i'll put the link down below because <laughs> i i feel like we say that and then we forget sorry i'm sorry it's my fault but you know we can put the link down below but it's, yeah. a, it's such a good book because he he it's an allegory am i saying that correctly yeah. mm-hmm. so it's like he's telling this story um but it, it, it has like a, a biblical meaning behind it. It's just really good. Yeah, I really like it's interesting. it. It's really creative. But, um, it, you know, at the end of the day, the one that we're going to face in heaven and who will tell us, yes, you did everything that I called you to do is God. And so yeah. I, I really pray that people can find their purpose and their value in the Lord. Oh, that's good. That's good. Finding your purpose and value in the Lord, because I think a lot of people are trying to look for it in other things, um, like yeah. you were saying. And, and you will never, ever ever find any comfort in that um as much as like it it, like you said even if it's uh you find like temporary uh like temporary glory from whatever it is that you're trying to uh get it from it won't it won't last very long um but the things of the lord are for forever and that's one thing that we can count on for sure um so on the continue on the topic of um not abortion but the uh the value of life um, I think I already mentioned earlier, it's the same, I think the same concept under, um, uh, undergoes with suicide, um, that when you are not appreciating life, um, and you take, taking your own life, I, I think it's, it's really sad. Um, yeah. it not only just like abortion, not only affects, um, you, but it affects those around you. Yeah. Um, I really pray that, that we would become as people just more sensitive to the value of life. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think the enemy is so cunning really in that good. way because mm-hmm. he'll make us feel so worthless. I mean, I battle with those thoughts all the time of I'm not good enough. Um, yeah. you know, I, I failed at this and so I'm not good enough. And, and I'm way too prideful. And the that. truth is I'm not, you know, the truth is I'm just, what did you say? I said, I'm way too prideful for that. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I always miss Daniel's like comments like that and then i see him looking at me smiling and i'm like what did you say because <laughs> i always hear it like i don't know um but the reaction there but but i really do pray that that people would understand like yes. their value comes from 
him like he knit us together in our mother's womb and he is the creator of the universe everything that he created he he spoke it into existence is what the book of genesis tells us but it says that when it came to man god went into the dirt and he created us mm. out of the dust of the earth and it, he formed us with uh, with his own hands that's why he's called the um is it the potter the oh gosh i killed it i know in spanish <laughs> what is it in <laughs> spanish Oh, I don't even know that in English. The Potter. No. The Potter. Is it? Know. I don't know. Sorry. You We're going to go with that. <laughs> We're going to go with that. But like he went in there into the clay and he formed us himself and he breathed life mm. into us. Amen. You That's know, so good. There, there is a, a value that human beings have that is very, very wonderful. And I just want people to understand that like when they feel worthless when they're struggling even with depression or suicidal thoughts like if you're listening to this i want you to understand like there's so much value in your life even if you have an overwhelming amount of thoughts in your head that are telling you you are not good enough mm. you why are you here That's you're just good. taking up space yeah um so i i really do want to speak life into that person yeah and i love i love um the the fact that we get to count and rely on god as setting um like the standard and and guiding our lives because if you allow people, if you allow um, governments to establish your worth, it's always going to be changing. The standard is always going to be changing. The level is always going to be changing. But we have a God that is never changing, that it was the same yesterday, that will be the same tomorrow, and is forever the same. So when he sets the standard, that is the standard for forever. Um, and that's something that it, it'll take away anxiety, Carla, because you're not like, oh, my gosh, what do I have to change now? What do I have to do? Now? No, God is the same. He's the same yesterday, today and forevermore. That's Read good. the scripture and just apply it, apply it. And, and I promise you, the standard won't change. I promise you, you won't, you won't have to become a different person tomorrow and try to, to, to put on a different mask tomorrow. No, you won't have to. So it's it's a it's it's a great thing when you're coming into the presence of God and you realize that he is establishing a, a something for you that that will never change that can never change. Absolutely. So we hope that this um, episode is something that has really spoken into your life. We pray that you would understand how amazing your life is. Yes. Like you have value. You and even important. if you're living in a situation where um, you feel like you don't, you feel like you're struggling, you feel like um, you don't want to be here anymore. We pray life over yes. you. And if you are that expectant mother, we pray over you. We we really do um, hope that you find um, just the people in your life that are going to encourage you. And so we're going to link uh, below uh, to some organizations that are helping mothers going yes. through situations like, you know, where they, they really are having to make some tough choices. Um, so you'll find those down in, in the um, description. Yeah, but, we want to yeah. help you in prayer and, and, and provide sources as well. So, okay. yeah. So, again, thank you guys for listening. This was Convos of the Euros. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.